Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Julie Conroy, Research Director at IT Group, about her career as a security researcher and what it takes to do the job today. Julie, thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure, Tom. To start with, tell us a little bit about the work that you do today. What does it entail? IT Group is a financial services research and consulting firm. We help our clients to understand the, the, the business drivers, the technology drivers, the regulatory drivers that are driving their industry. My specific area of focus is, is fraud, data security, and AML topics. I work with our clients to help them understand you know, what are the opportunities and challenges that will be presented to their business as a result of what's going on in that arena. So, Julie, what drew you to this role? You know, I had been a user of IT Group's research in the past. Like most of IT Group's analysts, I spent most of my career you know, with my sleeves rolled up in, in the industry. And as a, as a user of IT Group's research, you know, I, I, was, I was a fan of the, the depth of research and the experience of the analysts. And yeah, I came to the point where I was looking for my next opportunity at the same time that ITA was looking for someone to lead the charge on, on their fraud coverage. So it, uh, like many things in, in people's careers, it was kind of a fortunate coincidence of good timing. And fortunately, I also like to write, which uh, is, is a key is a key attribute for this because we do spend a, yeah a lot of our time writing and a lot of our time talking on the phone to to people in the industry. So tell me a bit about your background. What was your education and your experience that really prepared you for what you're doing now? Well, education, yeah, I, uh, I went to Michigan State and got my undergraduate degree in business. I went to graduate school and uh, got a degree with a focus on, uh, on economics. And so I, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily a direct career path to what I'm doing now. But as I got out of grad school, it was right about the time of the, of the e-commerce boom. I was in the Northern California area, so I, I kind of fell into the financial services arena. I got a job out of grad school as a research analyst at an investment bank focusing on everything that was going on with online financial services. And I, I was recruited away from there to, to lead product strategy for an e-commerce financial services company. Um, and yeah, anything that deals with e- e-commerce and financial services is going to have fraud associated with it. And this was kind of the wild, wild west days of the internet, where uh, you know, innovation preceded security even to an even greater extent than it does now. True to the nature of a startup, yeah, I found myself wearing lots of different hats, and uh, you know, fraud management was one of those one of those many hats. And it was something I really enjoyed. And so uh, yeah, after the, the startup, I, I went over to a credit card issuer and helped them with some of their, and it was, it was an online credit card issuer, one of the first. And so it, it was another entity with lots of fraud challenges. You know, once that credit card issuer uh, <laughs> succumbed to some of their, their fraud and credit risk challenges, um, I went and, and spent a number of years managing the product team at Early Warning Services, uh, which is a fraud prevention vendor owned by five of the largest banks in the U.S. Um, and so saw lots of different types of fraud by dint of that job, um, got to meet a lot of great folks across the industry, and you know, it set me up very well to 
bring a kind of cross-industry perspective from both the both the issuer side and the vendor side to what I'm doing at iTaker now. So really, it sounds like you've kind of uh, watched online fraud grow up. I absolutely did, and it's it's a fascinating place to be. And the accelerator that we have seen in recent years as as the organized crime rings just get better and better and more organized and more technologically capable is, is has been quite amazing. Julie, what would you say are the skills that you bring to bear in your job today? You talked about the writing. Obviously, you spend a lot of time on the phone with clients, but what, what are the skills that are most important to your work? You know, I find folks that have been in a product management or product strategy capacity are very well-suited to this job. And as, as I'm bringing new analysts on the team, that's that's one of the skill sets I often look for as, as I'm looking for, for folks that would be a, a good fit. There's a lot of multitasking. There's lots of different facets to this job. And so, you know, with product management, where you're always wearing a lot of different hats. That's, that's, a, that's a key attribute. You know, having been in the industry and you know, having that firsthand understanding of the challenges is, is something that brings a depth to the research. And it also brings folks in the door with an established network of people that you can reach out to and talk to to, to do the research because and that's one of the, the key things about, about our research is that, you know, we speak to a, a lot of people to get that representative and directional understanding of, of the trends. And then, as I said earlier, you've also got to like to write because there is a fair amount of writing associated with, with this work. Hey, Julie, you've been in this role, what, for four or five years now? Uh, going on four years this October. What would you say are the biggest challenges of this job, and where do you find the greatest rewards? Effective time management, I think, is the the biggest thing that we all struggle with, and it's I think it's one of the toughest things for for new analysts as they come into this role because you know, there are so many demands on our time, and they're all they're all good demands. It's all providing value to our clients, but at the end of the day, you know where you know, reports is, is one of the things that drives our business. And these are you know, 30 to 40 page reports with, with in-depth research underpinning them. And you know, one, of, one of my pieces of advice I give to new analysts I bring on board is always block off two hours on your calendar every day to make sure you have time to write. Because otherwise your calendar will get filled up with a whole bunch of other demands on your time. So just that, that effective time management aspect I think is, is one of the most challenging aspects. You know, the, the reward is you know, having this bird's eye view on the industry, being able to not only chart the trends, but in some cases influence the trends and uh, influence the direction in which the, the market is going. You know, that's, that's a really fun aspect of this job. You know, another fun aspect is you know, a lot of what we do is, is the syndicated research reports, but about, about 30% of what we do is, is strategy consulting. And so being able to put that product management hat back on for a variety of clients is also a lot of fun and being able to help them chart their product direction. You know, Julie, I'm thinking about career paths here, and it occurs to me that you and your colleague Shirley Insko have got very different career paths. She spent a lot of years in traditional financial institutions where you went off and you were more with, with, with online organizations. What would you say is if there is a typical career path to a research role like you have now, 
or is it one that, that sort of can come from many different directions? To, to your point, it, it can come from many different directions. Um, I think the, uh, the the key is having an area of established subject matter expertise. You know, that's the key that drives our value as an analyst. And so, whether you have spent you know your your career in, immersed on, on the vendor side or in a particular in niche in you know, whatever it happens to be. Is it fraud management? Or we have folks on our team that, you know, they spent their career in merchant acquiring um, or on the issuing side. But you know, having the ability to bring that deep subject matter expertise and network to bear is is key. So, yeah, I brought it primarily from the vendor side of things. Shirley brings a great perspective because she sat in the buyer seat for 30 years. And so she brings a great perspective to our vendor clients who are uh, trying to figure out how to better solve the needs of the financial institutions. It strikes me that you've got to have pretty refined communication skills as well to be able to do the things that you do to stand up in front of your clients, to interview uh, folks for your reports, to stand up at events and participate in webinars as you do. Is that a tough skill set to find matched with the subject matter expertise that you're seeking? It absolutely can be, and I think it's it's a little bit more difficult to find in association with specific niches and areas of focus. There are certain roles that I have been, I've searched to fill for, for nine months or more, and I've spoken with lots of candidates, but getting that combination of communication skills verbally, yeah, a comfort level, standing up in front of clients, an ability to write, plus the subject matter expertise. That that can be very challenging. And again, I think that's why, to, to a large extent, product management lends itself very nicely because that is a, a set of skill sets that you typically need in, in product management roles. Um, or a role like, like Shirley had for much of her career where she was uh, driving strategy, but she was also representing her financial institution in forums like BITS you know, in many of the cross-industry forums. And so that helped her develop a, a skim- similar skill set as well. Which is tougher, Julie, to find the expertise or find the ability to express that expertise? I think the expression piece is the more challenging one. I've talked to lots of folks over the years as, as, I, as we have expanded our team, and there's lots of folks that have that expertise, but the ability and the comfort level in communicating and disseminating that expertise is, is an additional factor that, that not everybody has. Well, here's a prime question for you then. Say someone comes to you, they're either looking to start their career and go toward a research position or they're looking to restart and, and redirect. What fundamental advice do you give to somebody that wants to follow a path similar to yours? I think that there's a number of aspects. Continuing to build subject matter expertise, continuing to build the network, because that, that is a key driver of an analyst's success. Those Those are important. And then you can't underestimate the value of good writing. And so, and, and you know, in much of our business communications today, it, it's it's bullet points on a PowerPoint slide. And so, it's not necessarily something that somebody's comfortable with. But there are other forums that we are now seeing um, blogging. You know, one of the the key things as I am talking to a prospective candidate is, you know, I look to see if they have a blog, which means that they are in the they are in the habit of expressing themselves outside of bullet points, um, and then I look to see how, how good the writing is in that blog. 
Um, but that can be a great practice technique to get out there and build the, the skill set that you need to be an analyst you know, in our PowerPoint and bullet point driven business culture today. When you look back on your career, what would you say your most valuable experience was leading you to where you are today? Yeah, I, I would say it probably was my time at early warning. There were so many different aspects to that job, but uh, you know, putting on the product management hat, there was a ton of writing I had to do. It, it brought me in contact with a wide variety of challenges that financial institutions have. And given the, the consortium-based business model that, that early warning has, the financial institutions were very willing to freely share those challenges and, and problems with us. And so that not only helped give me insight into just you know what what's going on on the front lines of fraud, but it also helped build a lot of great relationships that uh, I, I still leverage to this day in my current role. Well, Julie, fraud isn't going away anytime soon, and it's not going to stop changing. I think you've got job security for as long as you want it. <laughs> I, I, I think anyone in the fraud and security space can can claim that because it, it is absolutely the uh, the iconic countercyclical type of business. You know, it, it it never goes away, and, and in recessionary periods, it, it only gets worse. So, plus, it's it's just a fun place to be because there's never a dull moment, and you're always you're always learning something new. Julie, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. Great to speak with you, Tom. Have a great weekend. Topic has been careers in security research. I've been speaking with Julie Conroy, Research Director with IT Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.